This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 29. We've made it. You say, I can't believe we've made it chapter 29. Me either. It's amazing that we've done we've done Psalms, we've done Genesis, and now really we're getting close to 75% done with Exodus. It has been a great journey. In fact, kicked off by COVID. We, we were separated. We wanted to do Bible studies and we wanted to stay close. We were a young church, a very young church, when uh, COVID hit, and uh, and there was a necessity to feed the flock and to spend time making sure that we were studying God's word, and that's where this that's where this was born. And so I'm very excited to have been had the opportunity to at least teach through these books because they're long books. They're really long books, and and they're hard to teach through in any systematized way on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or during a Bible study because they're really long. And the truth is they need to be known. I was talking to a young man who is a part of our church who's growing. I believe God's got a call on his life yesterday. And he said, I just really got to get into the Old Testament. You talk about Old Testament stories and I don't really know them. And he grew up in church, not all the time in church. And he grew up, he grew up just not knowing those Old Testament stories. And he is missing out on that. And when an illusion is made to one of those stories so that you can get some deeper insight about a New Testament concept, because the Old Testament enlightens the New Testament so much, when you do that and you don't have that context, it just makes it not as deep. It makes it not as useful for you. And so studying through the Old Testament is very important. It's very important for believers. We just don't do it that much. And especially in church, we don't do it much because it's they're big books. They really are. The prophets, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, those books are just Isaiah. They're just big, giant books. And sometimes they're hard to intake. And then you've got Genesis and Exodus, which are large books. Now, they've got a whole lot of stories in them, but they're big books. Sometimes Joshua's easier to read, and Ezra are easier to read, and Esther and Ruth. They're easy to read because their stories in there are not as long. The truth is you need to study Judges because it's got a lot of the stories in it. You need to study First and Second Samuel because that's the stories of the kings, Saul and David and Solomon. You've got to know those things. And, and when I say you've got to know those things, you, you miss out if you don't know those things. And so that's why we've done this. That's why we're studying through through the scriptures and and understanding that as we study through the scriptures, things are, are, are changed in us. We, we, we're changed by the word of God. And so we intake it, we grow with it, and we search after it. And God, God creates change in our life. In fact, in fact, in verse twenty nine, in chapter twenty nine, verse one, it says, "This is what you're due to. This is what you are to do to consecrate them, meaning consecrate Aaron and his sons, so they may serve as priests." And remember that word "consecrate" from yesterday means to fill up. 
And the Bible instructs us that we're to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what this word is literally meaning for them, that they're to be filled up. They're to be filled up, filled up with what? Filled up with God. They're to be set apart. They're to be anointed with power, and then they're to be filled up. They anoint them, power, set them apart, ordain them, and then they're to consecrate them, meaning they're to be filled up. And that this Old Testament picture of being consecrated is a New Testament full understanding of how we operate in the power of the Spirit. Now, <clears throat> here's the thing about being consecrated. Here's the thing about being filled up. <clears throat> it ain't easy. Okay. And the reason it's not easy is because it's going to create change. And you need to understand that the world that you live in, literally the universe that you live in, is sliding toward chaos. I was listening to an atheist explain his philosophical view of the world. He said, in order for there to be life to start, you've got to have these, you've got to have these complex, you've got to have these complex molecules, and one of them's got to be complex and reproduce. And then as it reproduces, itself, it's got to mutate, and the mutate mutations have to get uh, better and better so that uh, the mutations overtake the old uh, cells, and then eventually they are not cells, overtake the old molecules, and then eventually those molecules form into cells, and then those cells form into uh, multicellular beings, and then all the way up to us, and that's how you get here. And uh, the problem with all that, and sounds like a great story. In fact, sounds like a really good story. The problem is we don't find any of those things natural in the universe. And you say, we have DNA, but the problem is DNA doesn't operate well without enzymes. And the enzymes that are required to make DNA work properly, <laughs> this is real strange, they're produced by the DNA. And so the enzymes that are enabling the DNA to operate properly are produced by the DNA. So it's the chicken and the egg, which came first. And so we've got to either have the DNA first or the enzymes first, and the DNA creates enzymes and the enzymes make it possible for the DNA to work. And wow, uh-oh, that don't work. And then even if that did work, you would be increasing to better and better things. And the problem is there is a major law of the universe. One of the one of the principal laws of how the universe operates, we understand that in metaphysics, it is, it is one of the primary laws of how everything operates is that everything tends toward not growth and better and more. Everything doesn't progress as the world would teach you that it doesn't progress. It digresses. It tends toward chaos. And so your whole life, tends toward chaos. It's a constant slide toward chaos in every possible way, except for when God steps in, except for when God steps in, because God is the one who created order. God's the one who made uh, complex organisms. God's the one who created things uh, out of the nothingness that was created after the fall of Satan. Uh, it is He is the author of all great things, and he's the one that puts everything back together. And he puts it back together by his son and through the finished work of his son on the cross. And so we understand that principle of chaos or what we call entropy. That principle of entropy is a powerful principle that's at work in the universe that we live in. And that principle destroys uh, the, the lives of people and it destroys everyone and everything that it touches because the world and the universe tend toward chaos. And you say, then how do we have the order that we do have? The way we have the order that we do have is because God stepped in. 
And so it's important to understand that in order for you to be filled up, in order for you to be made new, in order for life to be real and alive for you, there has to be, there has to be a change. There has to be a change of how you are before and then how you are after. And change is very difficult for people. Change is a problem for people. We struggle with change. We struggle with allowing change. We fear it. We don't want to have any part of it. And the problem is, in order to be really a powerful Christian, you've got to embrace it. You've got to embrace the change that comes with uh, Jesus Christ. you got to understand that as I'm discipling people, they're going to struggle, struggle, struggle with it because it's change. It's real change in their life. And they may fall back and they may fall down and they may not get it all the time. In order for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit, they've got to realize that they're empty. And they got to realize that the only thing that can fill it's God. Those are tough ideas to come to terms with. Those are life-changing ideas, if you'll think about it that way. They're life-changing ideas. The idea that as I've gone through life and I've just been living and I've been doing what I, what I whatever I wanted to do and I've been trying to figure out what makes me happy and what's going to give me a sense of self-worth and being, all these principles that you hear people talking about, We you need to do what makes you happy. You need to find your self-worth. You need to find what makes you uh, feel good. All these things that the world tells you that you need to be doing ultimately as you seek after those things and after you chase as you chase after those things you realize that that they never fill you and you're always empty you're empty you're empty all the time and it's a struggle it's a bad struggle realizing that you're empty that's a realization that creates change that's a realization when god steps in and says listen all these things that you're doing is just a is just a spinning of the treadmill it's just a you're on the wheel and it's just keeps turning and you're not going anywhere and that realization that you need to be changed is a tough realization, and it is the initiator of change. And then, and then the realization that the only thing that can fill you up is God. That is a that is a tough understanding to come to, and it's a life it's a life altering understanding. It's a powerful understanding. It's a beautiful understanding, but it is a life altering understanding. And and that change is difficult. That change is hard. And you being being molded and made into a vessel that can be filled is very difficult, very hard. And when we talk about being consecrated or being filled with the Spirit, this process is difficult. This process is time-consuming. This that, that young man that was talking about needing to know the, know the Old Testament, what he's telling me is his vessel's been molded and his vessel's being being made right. And what he's saying is, I'm, <clears throat> I'm getting to the place where I'm ready to receive some of those Old Testament understandings and I'm ready to be filled. And that means he's gone through a whole lot of change to get there. And he has to embrace that change, that change not to be sliding toward chaos all the time, but be being pulled toward the kingdom of God. And that, boy, what a great place it is to be there, but it ain't easy to get there. And I had another young man yesterday text me and he's at the end of his rope and he's struggling and he doesn't know. And I, I said, the only place, the only person that's ever going to get you where you need to be, the only place where you're ever going to be filled and the only place where you're ever going to have any hope is you got to reach out to God. You got to grab hold of God. You've been doing it your own way. You've been trying to fill up that vessel your own way and you just can't fill yourself up. You can't make yourself happy. You can't make yourself holy. You, you're just not possible. You can't do it. And uh, you need to quit trying to do it and let God do it. And uh, sometimes we'll get to the end of the rope where the pain of change is less than the pain of remaining the same. And oftentimes God leads you to that point because the pain of remaining the same is just too much. 
and he reaches out to you and he says, come to me and I'll, I'll fill you up. Come to me, ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, he says I've got living water, not water from that well to that to the woman at the well. He says, I, I've got living water that will well up to you eternal life. He says, come let me consecrate you. Come, come let me fill you up. But you're going to have to be changed by it. You're going to have to, you're going to have to let him make things new for you. And that's a commitment. That's a life work. And here's the thing about that change. When, as you're being changed, <clears throat> your inadequacies, your, your scars, your sinfulness, your struggles, they become magnified. They do. If you have a tendency to do something that you shouldn't, it becomes magnified as God begins to work on you. It really does. You you, you say, I, I would think those things that begin to pass away. They don't pass away. Oftentimes they become even more stark. Why? Because God's got to, God's got to dig them out. You, you look down and you're trying to clean the bathtub and there's a crack there and you see a little bit of darkness, a little bit of, a little bit of gunk right there and you start scrubbing on it and all of a sudden you realize it starts pouring out the crack because cracks deeper than you thought it was and you're you start what you started cleaning you thought was just a minor little issue and then all of a sudden you're really cleaning deep inside but god's that way with us too he starts cleaning us and then what you thought was just a minor issue he's he you're realizing all of a sudden was a major problem it's been a major problem for you for your whole life and god started to to clean you up and cleanse you by the power of the holy spirit he's pressure washing you out there on the pavement and all of a sudden all the gunk's coming out and you realize and i got to that change is is was really necessary because without it i would have just had all that gunk forever and ever and then then you realize the change was worth it the change is real you realize being filled by the holy spirit is the only real place to ever be the only place to to have hope is to be filled with him and and to know the the goodness of your heavenly father and to walk in the ways of his son and and then all of a sudden you realize you you're 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 being made in his image and likeness and you begin to see the good things that come from that but the change to get there is difficult it's even the word that we use to signify that change is re repentance and conversion we repent which means we turn from our own will and way and we're converted meaning we're we're changed and when God begins to consecrate his priest, which you are one of them, he's going to bring about great change in your life. You're no longer going to slide toward chaos. You're going to, you're going to soar toward the heavens. And that's going to be, you're going to go from being a caterpillar crawling on the dust of the ground to being a butterfly flying all over the world, changing the views of what God has made and being able to see the beauty of God's creation from a new perspective, but that requires change. It always does. And change can be painful. I pray that you'll understand that and uh, that you'll begin to seek after it and that you'll realize the pain of the change is far less than the pain of remaining the same. And you'll embrace the change. You'll embrace God changing you and making you new and that you will become all that God has for you. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.